Welcome to Hacking Your ADHD. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. Over the last few weeks, I have hit a number of points where it's just all felt like too much. Now, there are a number of reasons that have contributed to this, but one of the keys always behind when I get overwhelmed is that I'm doing too much. This is despite the fact that even when I have too much on my plate, it always feels like I should be doing more. That I could just squeeze in a few more things and then, well, then I'd probably still try to add a few more things after that as well. In today's episode, we're going to be exploring why doing more isn't usually the best thing for us, and how doing less can actually help us accomplish more of the things that we actually want to do. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash 111. All right, keep on listening to find out why doing less can help you do more. More isn't always more, or at least it isn't always what we should be striving for. It's easy to look at our schedules and what we're planning on doing and see the need to do more. It's easy to look back on what we've accomplished in a week and wish that we'd done more. But just doing more isn't the panacea that we make it out to be. A big part of the problem with ADHD is that it can often be incredibly hard for us to prioritize. For me, this feels like a consequence of time blindness. When I don't really understand how long something is going to take, it's going to give me a really hard time giving it the weight it deserves. And with my classic trait of having trouble finishing things, there are always going to be more things that need to get done. This leads me to having a plethora of things that I can work on at any given time, and that most of them feel like they have relatively the same amount of importance which of course means that I'm only going to be working on the things that need to get done soonest instead of what actually might be the most important. And it's important to remember that urgency does not equal importance. I mean, it absolutely feels like it does. But when we look at only doing the most urgent things, we are always going to find ourselves letting other important things fall through the cracks. For example, we all know that maintaining our friendships is an important thing to do. But when was the last time you felt like it was an urgent thing to go hang out with your friends? Or how about anything related to our health? Sure, I should be eating a better diet and exercising more, but that hardly feels urgent right now. And of course, when those things do fall into the urgent category, they are always much harder to deal with. This means that our priorities often fall out of sync with what we would actually want them to look like. And so when we are taking on more for the sake of taking on more, we tend to let our priorities get even more out of whack because we are never building from a solid foundation in the first place. This is why things can often feel like they're just too much. We get into this routine of doing all these things that need to get done, but really we're just overloading ourselves. With ADHD, we often take on more than we can realistically do. There are a lot of reasons that this can occur. It can stem from being a people pleaser and taking on every request that comes our way. It can happen due to perfectionism and trying to make sure that absolutely nothing slips through the cracks. It can happen just as a natural consequence of ADHD and us having a ton of different interests. I mean, if I want to work on learning the saxophone, practicing some pixel art, keeping up with my TV shows, play with some Legos, 
go on a hike, and watch an endless amount of YouTube. That's more than a full day of stuff before I get to any of my actual responsibilities. I can't do it all. What this means is that our best solution is often just doing less. Now, let's just sit here with that idea for a minute. Yeah, it doesn't feel great. It feels like I'm embracing being lazy. Or that, I don't know, perhaps I'm not living up to my potential? (sighs) I wonder where I might have picked that idea up from. Now, of course, if you're familiar with my stuff, you'll know that this isn't a new concept for me. But for the very observant, you'll also notice I used a word here that I think isn't all that helpful. That word being just. And in this case, yeah, just doing less isn't exactly an easy prospect. For many of us, doing less isn't as simple as just doing less, because we do have responsibilities. There are things we have to do. There are dishes that need to get done, there are bills that need to get paid, and there are podcasts that I'm going to need to record. I can't just not pick up my kids from school because I'm trying to pare down how much I'm doing. Regardless of how I feel, I'm going to need to feed myself three meals a day. I mean, admittedly, they don't have to be fancy, but I do in fact have to feed myself something, and you know, some days making those decisions feels like, you know, a lot. Another aspect to consider that we often overlook is time not spent doing the task that is still relevant to the task. I may not have said that well, but that's partly because it isn't a super obvious concept, and it's something that those of us with ADHD don't always particularly like to admit. The time we spend around a task is part of how long that task actually took us to do it. For example, let's say you had to write a paper, a classic thing that those of us with ADHD procrastinate on. And we do procrastinate. We spend three hours at our computer doing something else, and then we see that deadline approaching, and then we punch it out in 30 minutes. For many of us, we'll see that and say, it took us 30 minutes to write that paper. But in reality, it took us three and a half hours. And this isn't to say that we use those three hours to psych ourselves up. No, what I'm saying here is that from the time that we started writing that paper to when we finished, it took us three and a half hours. Could we have done it in less? Yeah, absolutely. But the point is looking at the actual absolute time it took us to complete that task. And that information is important because when we are planning out our day and we go, well, that task is only going to take me 30 minutes, but we don't acknowledge the actual amount of time it's going to take us to complete, we are setting ourselves up for trouble. And yeah, sure, what if I just didn't procrastinate? Sure, that would be awesome, but... I don't know, maybe we shouldn't be planning for the absolute best-case scenario. Because what if we do plan that way, and we do end up procrastinating? So instead of planning for the best-case scenario, we need to plan for the worst-case scenario, or at least the most likely scenario. But even knowing all of this, it can feel like, well, what's the problem with having too much on my plate? I mean, sure, I'm not going to get everything done, but I've got ADHD. That was going to be true regardless. Well, despite some of that negative self-talk there, it does feel like there is a point in there, because in reality, it shouldn't be our goal to always get everything on our list done. I know, what? Why not? Well, there are always going to be some of those things that make it onto our list that aren't have-to-do items. Things on our list that aren't really all that important. Now, I know, it feels like if it made it onto our list, well, yes, it must have been important. But let me ask you, is this your first to-do list you've ever created? Or do you have old to-do lists floating around your house that you haven't looked at in years? 
I recently found one of those lists, and there were a bunch of items that I never got to. Some of the items on there were things that, yeah, I still might want to get to, but most of the things that I hadn't got to weren't really relevant anymore. And we've all experienced this of not getting something done and having there not be any consequences, or at least no consequences that we care about. And I do want to be clear here that just because something doesn't have immediate consequences doesn't mean that it has no consequences. For example, it's easy to feel like not exercising doesn't really have any consequences because, hey, if I skip my workout tomorrow, well, nothing bad is going to happen. But if I decide to just stop working out altogether, well, down the line, I am going to have some health consequences because of that decision. But there are always things that don't really need to get done. Meetings that you don't have to be part of, emails that you don't really have to follow up on, things that will resolve regardless of your intervention. Those things that have been on our to-do list for more than a month, and yet we haven't even thought about making progress on them, those are things that we either need to pick a date for or think about just letting them go. And yes, you can absolutely have tasks that are overdue and still need to get done, but it's at least worth looking at those things that you aren't doing and figuring out if they even need to get done anymore. And this is absolutely the first step in doing less, is finding those things in our to-do list that we don't need to do anymore. Now, a quick aside here while we're talking about to-do lists, which is somewhat of a double-edged sword for ADHD. A to-do list should not be a dumping ground for us to just list everything that we could do. A list of a thousand things isn't going to help us anymore to get organized. To get the most out of a to-do list, we need to be very specific about what we want to be putting on there. First, we want to be very specific about how far into the future this list is going to go. We often don't need it to go out more than a day or a week. Yes, there are going to be things beyond that scope that we want to do, but the more things that we put on our list, the harder it is going to be for us to actually use that list. We want our to-do list to be things that we can specifically take actions on, and we want to be able to prioritize them the best we can. For things that we need to be reminded about further off in the future, use your calendar. For things you want to focus on this week, use your list. There is a lot more I can say about to-do lists, but that's a bit beyond this episode, so we'll save it for a future date. The point I want to make here is that if we don't take time to curate our to-do lists, it is incredibly easy for them to become overwhelming and then for us to just simply stop using them. All right, but all this doesn't answer our bigger question of why we care about this. If we're accepting that we're not going to get everything done, why do we care about how much we're taking on? Well, let's start by talking about cognitive overload, which refers to the amount of information that we can hold in our working memory at any one time. I think you can see where I'm going with this, but first let's visit this idea of open loops. An open loop is simply a commitment we've made that hasn't yet been fulfilled. It can be a commitment to ourselves or to someone else. It can be big or small. All that matters is that we've left this commitment unresolved. And the idea here is that our brains tend to remember and focus on incomplete tasks more than it does on completed tasks. And this makes sense. Once we mentally check something off, we don't need to think about it anymore. But as long as we have that open checkbox, our brain is going to keep going back to it. And this means that we keep these open loops running inside our head, and this has an effect on our cognitive load. We only have so many mental resources that we can dedicate at any particular time. And if we're stuck with open loops taking up some of that cognitive capacity, we're making it harder for ourselves to focus on the things that we want to focus on. Realistically, we know we're not going to be able to always be closing all of our open loops. But what we do have more control over is the number of new loops that we're creating. And while it often feels like we can take on so much more, 
when we choose to focus on doing fewer things, it can paradoxically help us do more of the things that we actually want to do. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, prioritizing with ADHD can be difficult, and that's only made more difficult as we add more and more to what we're doing. When we're able to pare down the amount we're doing, we can then better prioritize all the things that actually need to get done. Two, we don't have to do everything that ends up on our to-do list. It's okay to cross things out that we're not going to do, even if we haven't completed them yet. Three, we only have so much cognitive capacity to focus on any given thing, and the more open loops we have, the more we're going to be drawing on that cognitive capacity. Our best bet for dealing with open loops is to work simply on opening fewer of them by taking less on. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. Feel free to connect with me over at hackingyouradhd.com slash contact. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can go to the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com slash 111. If you'd like to support the show, the best way to do so is to tell someone about the show, especially if you think a particular episode would resonate with them. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send it over to them. Or you can consider supporting me on Patreon. Just go to hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon to find out more. And now for your moment of dad. To the person who stole my glasses, I will find you. I have contacts. <laughs>